I didn't stumble on this documentary. I found out about Lisedi, The Rise of Lulumlangeni, a short documentary about the life of this acclaimed South African dancer and teacher from my colleague Mpontangeni, who did the music composition and the sound for this documentary. It's a project that he was really excited to be a part of and proud of. Lulumlangeni is the Standard Bank Young Artist for Dance for 2020. And amongst her many achievements is her time as creative assistant at Vuyani Dance Theatre, which is one of the top dance companies in Africa. Lulu is the recipient of several awards that celebrate her contribution to the world of dance. When she's on stage, it feels as if very little else exists. Her storytelling is compelling, her dancing arresting, and she continues to grow in the industry and sets no limits for herself. So let's get started then. Um, So what kind of day, what kind of day, what kind of week are you having? Um, I just got back from Cape Town. I'm creating um, a small piece for trainees at Jazz Art, um, the Artscape. Um, So we already started with the process um, two weeks ago online. And yeah, it's it's been a crazy, um, hectic, intense um times um you know and 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 my reasons for requesting to 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 come to cape town was the fact that i was struggling communicating and also interpreting and also um trying to explain myself of what exactly am i looking for working with them online you know um firstly they are trainees second year in the training process so there was a, a, a lot of disconnection, you know, um, um, I was missing that human to human disconnection. I see. Okay. Is that part of um, you being a Standard Bank Young Artist for 2020? Is that part of the projects that you were going to be focused on this year? Or was it work that you were already involved in? Actually, no, it's something that just came um, during this pandemic. Um, I was approached by um, one of the curators um, in their company and they wanted me to do something for their trainees. So yeah, I was like, why not, Um, you know? Mm. Well, you're someone who's won numerous awards, you know, you're no stranger to receiving accolades and uh, recognition. And so this is one of the latest one being recognized as the Standard Bank Young Artist. How are you feeling about this acknowledgement? Happy, number one. Mm. Um, two, I'm honored. Um, um, and also, I think it was time, you know. Um, uh, sometimes we tend to shy away from these accolades and be like, oh no, I wasn't sure if I deserve this and all of that. But I think it was time. Um, I'm, I'm mentally, physically, emotionally, I'm at a space whereby I am building my own brand. And I think it came at the right time. I'm, I'm excited. Um, this this award means so much to me and it's going to open a lot of doors, you know, going forward with my career. Um, and, and, and also it has um, opened a lot of exposure Mm-hmm. Um, you know, regardless the fact that we've been hit by a pandemic. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, some may see it as a reason to stagnate, but it still opens up other opportunities. But do you remember when you first discovered dance, when it made an impression on you, a big impression on you? Yes, I do. I do remember, actually. Um, I was at home 
I'm, I'm from Soweto, a Middlelands. Yes. Middlelands, no fire. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I was at home. I was watching um, Shell Road to Fame. It's your So You Think You Can Dance um, or it's, it's Got Talent Now. Mm. But then it used to be called Shell Road to Fame. And, um, and then while I was watching, I see um, a, a group of dancers that have been called they, uh, to mention that... Um, I was told that they're from um, uh, Middlelands, is on 10. Mm-hmm. And, and then to, to my realization, I was like, how? So I don't live far from these people. How come am I not part of that? You know, um, I've, I think for some reason, I've always uh, loved the spotlight, you know? Um, and yeah, and later on, I, I, I approached my uncle and I told him about this uh, dance group, dance community groups called Doris Dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we went there, auditioned, and the rest is history. <laughs> you know, um, I, I watched a, a recent documentary about your career and your mom also makes a comment. She says that she recognized your talent from around the age of eight or so. And I wondered, like, was Lulu one of those kids, Koka, I see, like in the township who, when people are gathered, you know, she would show off her talent, she would dance. Um, were you one of those kids who had mastered dance from a really young age? You know, in South Africa, we have them. We see videos of them going viral. These kids are just amazing from a very young age. I, I, I was, I was, I was one of those kids. Um, I feel like this is something that I was born with. Um, I don't have any sort of like, um, I didn't go to school for dance. You know, uh, I've, 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 I've been getting formal training from different companies and different teachers and different people, but I didn't go to school for dance. And, and, and yeah, I was one of those kids. Um, I used to mimic Sarafina, you know, during um, the my, my, my mom or my uncles would be like, come dance for us. And, and, I would, and I would just jump for the opportunity. You know, I was always that kid. Um, I was a very active kid at school. I mean, we didn't have um, a dance um, as one of the activities, but I used to run. I was the fastest girl in the whole school. Um, like I did choir. I didn't even know how to sing, but I mean, I would still go to choir, you know, <laughs> Like I was that kid, I wanted to do everything. Mm. You know, when when an opportunity presents itself, I would jump for it. Mm. And I think also that's the kind of thinking that has helped me and and, and propelled me and pushed me to be where I am today um, within my artistry and in this career. Do you think some of that has to do with your upbringing, with your parents, uh, just the, the home that you grew up in? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, my surroundings um, played a huge role in that, even though um, um, at first my family was like, what is dance? Like, really, you cannot do this as a career or a profession, Uh, perhaps maybe as a hobby. But then later in the years, they realized that "Mm -mm, there's no getting away from this. Uh, uh, So I had to really fought hard, not only fought for the position uh, 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 in um, in the society, but also fought at home in my family and also to come uh, uh, to, 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 um, to teach them what art is, what dance is. Uh, um, and, and also to say to them, this you can do as a profession. I mean, I still get it even today. You know, I meet to Mama Wasekoneni and she'll be like, 
like, yes, mama. It's a profession. It's not a kuma kuma uh, kind of vibe thing, but it is a profession. You know, um, 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 there's quite a lot I learned from that one specific profession. I mean, this this profession on its own has taught me responsibility. You know, has taught me self love, uh, and that's what dance do to you. You know, um, um, yeah. Mm, I, I want to unpack those themes as we go along a little bit later on. I'm really curious about the feeling, you know, the sensations, but uh, let's stay in Midlands for a little bit longer. Your family owns taxis. So how did that industry being uh, part of the taxi industry shape you? You know, what parts of you are influenced by the taxi business and everything that it comes with? Yeah. Um, taxi industry, a very rough industry, um, not for kids, um, but um, funny enough, I was brought up within that industry. I was brought up within that community and um, within its roughness, there's so much love. You know, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I've learned. And, and also the other thing that I've learned about the taxi industry is the leadership. Um, it has taught me leadership and, and, and now I'm able to use it wherever I go. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, my grandfather used to be the one, um, he's late now, who used to run this thing. And now my, grand, uh, my grandmother has taken over. Uh, so it's still ongoing. It's still ongoing. And my uncles are also uh, a part of it now. So mm. it's a family, it's a family business. Mm. So by the age of nine, you were already overseas you, were, you performed in Switzerland. You were out of the country at the time. Um, what did that do? What did that experience, that trip, do to the dreams that, that you had? My first trip um, international out of the country, it made me realize that black child, your dreams are not too far, you know, Nothing is impossible. I know it sounds cliche. They always say it. nothing is impossible, you know, but it, it really um, opened my eyes. Um, it, 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 it gave me a, a sense of hope that at least something is happening within our society, you know, at that age. And I'm able to travel, you know, um, the only one in Ezon Six to say, the only one is on Six, the only child who has ever traveled um, across the globe, you know. Um, and that has also inspired me to, to, to keep on pushing, to keep on dreaming, to keep on, 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 on exploring things. So when you were dancing, you were Dora's dancers. I guess that was the group, yeah, Mam Dorambogazi. Azi. You, you did that. Is. It's still, it's still going. Still going. It's still going. And where is Mamdora? Um, she's around. Still she's around. She's still, on, still managing the groups. Still managing the groups. Still running it. It has gotten bigger now. You know, um, she has also recently built like um, smaller Yena studios for them. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So you did that for a couple of years, but then as with life, you got exposed to more things. You had that trip to Switzerland. You continue to dance. You're now a teenager. So Gregory Macroma's uh, piece that you saw um, is virtually blonde, right? 
Uh, and then there was the dance umbrella moment of curiosity. How did that feel with witnessing dance, that particular dance? They, because the style, yeah, the Mam Dora's dances, and then to see what you were seeing as part of these, uh, of, as part of this production, you know, how, did that expand your hopes for dance and how you felt about it? Yo, that was amazing. I felt like I was watching a movie in a theater space. And at that moment, when the, um, the piece ended, when they were taking a bow, I felt like I could just go straight into a studio and start, you know, creating movement, you know, and it, 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 I felt that urge of wanting to create, but I didn't know, I didn't even know where to begin and how I was going to do that. Uh, but then lucky enough, years late, um, not even years later, um, I think two years later, after I've seen the work, um, a friend of mine uh, told me that, um, oh, Gregory is running auditions and he is looking for female dancers because it was a male dominated company mm. only, mm. you know. And I was like, oh, really? You know, at that moment, like, I smiled from inside. I was like, yes, this is my time. This is my chance mm-hmm. um, to work with this amazing, spectacular artist. You know, I've never seen anyone move or perform like Gregory does it. Um, he's, he's one of a kind. But yeah, yeah, that piece um, really was... Um, the epitome of where I am today. That is one thing that really inspired and motivated me to be where I am today. Mm, So there was that urgency, Uti, you want to do this, you need to do this. (laughs) Not even want, I felt a need of doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, this is what I was born for. Um, And I found the right person to, 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 to engage with, you know, um, I never wanted to work in any other companies, but Vianney Dance Theatre. Yeah, so um, Gregory told me that you auditioned when you were in grade 11. You weren't done with school yet. Yes, yes. And shoo, that's, a, that's, that's, that's the funniest story. So I auditioned and I was adamant that, you know what, I want to be in this company. So basically I went in there and I was like, I want to be in this company, whether I pass the audition or not, but I, I am here to be in this company. Mm. So you better take me. And then later on, while we were conversing with uh, the people who were, who were in the panel and Gregory, obviously he was part of it as the founder of the company. Um, and they were like, no, Lulu, you don't know how hectic this indus- industry can get and how intense things can get. So we don't want you to, um, we, would, we don't, we don't want to derail you from your work, from your schoolwork. You know, it's important. Education is one of the things that they always drive in the company of the dance theatre, which, I'm, 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 you know, I love that. So, and they were like, no, I think it's, it's best that you finish your grade 12 year and your position will always be here. And, but I mean, at that age, I didn't understand. I wanted what I wanted, you mm. know. Um, it was heartbreaking and all of that, but I'm happy they did what they did. Um, cause yeah, I had to go back to school, finish school. And then yes, um, I came back and then my position was still there. 
as one of the uh, the first black female dancers at Fuyani. Yes, he told me that he had to give, he gave you, ended up giving you a confirmation letter of acceptance, like just to, just to comfort you, your place will still be here. Just go and finish. Oh, oh, no, I was not budging. I was not taking it. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. you guys, it's none of your business that I have to finish school. They're like, no, we know what you're going through and we understand. Trust us. We've been there before. And I was like, no, I will manage. You know, I, was co- I, will, I will correspond with Daneline while I'm working here at Vuyani and I'll see how I strike your balance. And they're like, no. And that's it. Yes. So I have to take that. Yes. But well, it went very quickly. Um, and then I got a call from them telling me that, come, um, your contract is ready now. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and Gregory said that, he was ready to take you immediately, but uh, as when he watched you perform, but then he realized you weren't finished with school. But it was what he said, in fact, about that first time when he watched you dance. He said his first impression was that there was fire in your body. And I'm quoting mm. him. He said, it's like there was fire in her body. There was fire in her face. There was an energy that says that she is determined not to fail. And he went on to say that she is a fearsome dancer. And these are his words. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you experience it like that in yourself, like as a sort of fire? Definitely, all the time. All the time when, when I'm given the opportunity to be on stage or whether it be in studio, that's that's how it feels like. I feel like there's there's something that is burning inside me that I need to communicate with the outside world, you know. And 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 I have always said to people, I I don't like interviews. I don't like being interviewed about the works or my works that I create because the, the 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 how how I how I express myself is not the same as the way I would do it in movements, you know. But I mean. Um, I've learned um, throughout the years that sometimes we need to speak out because not everyone has the, the, the luxury of coming to a theater space and watch uh, the work that we do on a daily basis. Mm. Yeah, that's another thing about how uh, access, not everybody has access to this world that you live in. So how yeah. is the transition? How is the transition from being, say, a performer in a township group to the formal theater space uh, to contemporary dance? It was intense. It was hectic. Um, I got to learn about Ama Perowitz, Ama Jetei, Tandus. And at some stage I was like, no, 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 no. This is not what I signed up for. I just want to dance. I just want to express myself. Now there's rules. I've been told that, no, if, if you are told to turn twice, you need to do it twice. You can't go beyond that, you know? And, and, and I feel, I feel a lot when I dance. Um, and I dance with my soul. So I felt a bit restricted at some stage, um, but um, I had to learn that this is a different world. We, we, you don't just do uh, without thinking. So there's a thinking process that, that goes with dancing. Um, and, 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 and that's, what, that's, that's exactly what they teach at Vianne, that you are not only dancers, you are not an, I'm an elite dancer. 
you have to be a thinking dancer. You are a creative. You know, you need to create stories through your dancing. You need to, to, to communicate through your dancing. So that's how you need to push it to that extent that you are communicating with the outside world. What you are feeling inside, it needs to be communicated. So it's not just dancing, you know, and yeah um more than that yeah it's more than so let's let's actually talk about dance um because as south africans we are probably some of the most rhythmic some of the most rhythmic people in the world some of the best dancers um i saw a description that said that africans in general are polyrhythmic you know that we can move different parts of us all at once have you reflected on this what do you think it is about us where is this born from you know um why does this dance thing run so strong in us Ish, it's 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 an African thing, you know. It's and um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I guess it's something that we are born with, you mm-hmm. know. Um, also, someone uh, um, uh, um, when I was explaining to, um, I used to teach um, uh, uh, trainees at Vuyani, and I used to explain to them because they would think that dancing is just steps going from one step to the other, but then. Um, there was this explanation of, you know, when you start bouncing, that's where we get our rhythm from. Uh, from I think also you get it from the moment you are in your mom's tummy. Um, it's there. That rhythm is there. You are born with it. Uh, where it comes from, I, I have no idea, but it's something that we are born with uh, yeah. naturally. So... Even when Umama you know, once I, 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 she starts bouncing and she's trying to put you to sleep, that, that is a rhythm on its own. So it's with us all the time. Mm-hmm. And we need to, to, to keep on um, um, navigating and, 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 and also questioning it. It's, it's, it's up to you as an individual. How, what is it that you want to do with this rhythm? Yeah. Yes. And you look around and we see how we use dance to express our emotions. Uh, We use it to express our joy uh, when we're sorrowful. Um, And dance is used to recount history, to to convey emotions, to celebrate things like a rite of passage. And it's it's also used to bring people together. So it's incredibly vital to, to, to life. Yeah, and I, I've I've always said it goes hand in hand with music, and and that's my opinion. You know, it's 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 like these two two things that are married. It's it's a marriage. It's a marriage. Mm-hmm. Music and dance is one thing. You know, um, so yeah, we 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 use it for a lot of things. We, I mean, I dance quite a lot when 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 um, I'm happy, when I'm sad. Um, I think I remember I was going through the worst um, in my career when I created Confined, mm-hmm. you know, um, and those emotions, they came out in the work because that's, that's what I was expressing. And, and um, um, you could never find me creating a work out of somebody else's life. It's always about what I have, uh, cha- uh, what, what, what challenges I've, come, I've came across, the experiences that I've lived so it's always about my life and my surroundings, um, which, yeah, I think 
Yeah, it helps to create yeah. the work. So you, let, let, you talk about confined, and that was a work that you did about uh, Mama Winnie Matikizela Mandela. And it's like we keep seeing this thread in your work. You are obsessed with her, Lulu. You are so obsessed because <laughs> there was there was page twenty seven, uh, which you did with the Center for the Less Good Idea. I just love uh, the work that comes out of the Center for the Less Good Idea, and just the idea. Of page twenty-seven was from um, it was it was for, it was created for a Naledi Award that um, I got mm-hmm. through the Market Theatre. Ah. The award, mm-hmm. yes. So that work was particularly for that um, award. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Okay, so but your obsession with Mama Weenie—it's evident that you know she keeps. You just keep coming back to her life. I see myself in her. Mm. I, I I see myself in her. And there's just something about that woman that makes me unsettled. You know, um, the fire, you know, the fire that Greg was talking about. I see it in Mamuini Matigizela Mandela. Mm. And I guess that's, yeah, it, it just drives me into another world. Um I can I could never explain, mm. you know. And 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 funny enough, um, all my works are about women, and it was not planned. Mm-hmm. It was not. Planned. It's something that just happened, and someone made me realize that. Listen, are you aware that your works are actually advocating for women? They are for women. Yes. Everything you do is about women. And I was like, I wasn't aware, you know. Perhaps maybe. There's something in me that's burning that needs to uh, somehow fight for women, be a voice for women. I, I don't know. It's uh, these are the things that just comes. I don't plan to say um, I'm I'm going to make a piece about women. No, it just comes. It's 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 also the the the. It depends on on the issues that um, I'm encountering at that moment. Um, yeah, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know the themes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like you, it's the you put the spotlight on the lives of women who sort of embrace challenges, women who break societal barriers, like yourself, in fact. Uh, and Mama Winnie was someone who fought uh, oppressive systems. You know, she had to survive, and so she did need to have that fire. So you're clearly very drawn to that, and like you said, it it speaks to you and who you are. Yeah, yeah. And there's that consistency. But let's come back to to dance a little because I'm just so fascinated about what we see. You know, I've had the privilege of watching you on stage in several productions. So can you paint a picture for me of what is happening? What is happening inside of you when you're dancing? You know, what is the feeling? What are the sensations? What, What are your thoughts are you even thinking at that time? Yo, I I have no idea. So when you know when I'm on stage, um, I get into a different world that I don't even know myself. Um, once I start thinking, then you must know I'm not deep into the work. Then I'm I'm just I'm I'm, I'm on the surface. And that's when I know that uh, there's something wrong that I'm doing. I'm not connecting fully with the work. I'm not connecting fully with the storyline. I'm not connecting fully with the message. So I could never tell how I'm feeling until I take a bow. 
Mm. It just takes you into a different world where you don't even get to see anyone from the audience. You know, the only people that you have to be aware of, it's those that you are with on stage. And I mean, you get trained to, 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 to get to a point whereby even though you dive in deep into your thoughts, deep into a different world, you have to you constantly have to be aware of those that are around you because, I mean, you are telling the same story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's unexplainable. Um, I, I could never say. I don't know. <laughs> and the feeling. But the feeling at the end of the work, when I take a bow, there's that sense of, of whew, that just lays off my shoulder. Like I have said what I wanted to say. Mm. How you take it as, as an audience, it's entirely up to you now. Take this message and see what you do with it. So it's, it's also, it, then dance is a means of communicating. Um, And it's it's made up of all of these grammatical structures. Earlier on, you mentioned the things that you had to learn along the way. So just like language, it's got structure, it's got grammar, pauses, punctuations, exclamations. So it's much like that. You're communicating something to that audience. And as you say, make it what what you read out of it. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I feel that every artist has a different commitment in contri- contributing to the society. Yeah. So really, um, and I always ask myself, especially during this time, because um, I feel that uh, people have tapped into a different layer of trauma, you know, on top of the traumas that we've been through with apartheid. Um, and now this pandemic has, has added a, 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 a bit of a layer of a trauma there. While we edit, we've we are facing GBV, you know, how do we, and, and, and the question that I'm asking myself is how do we as artists create content around healing? You know, how can we use the arts to, to encourage and give back hope to the society? And yeah, that's, that's just me where I am right now. And, and that's what arts needs to do. It needs to heal. It needs to give hope. It needs to encourage. It needs to inspire and motivate you know, and yet it's a world that's independent of words. When you're doing a piece, you're not telling the story w- with words. You, there are no words. It's a wordless space. It, it is a wordless space, and that is the hardest thing ever. Because mm. um, how do I match the words and the synopsis that I've written on that paper with what I'm doing in movements? It's deeper than that. And that's why I'm saying you can never tell a story that you've never experienced. Do not tell somebody else's story because you don't know it. Tell your story. Mm-mm. So you are you saying you bring yourself to, to every piece? You have uh, to bring yourself. You need to own your narrative in the story so that when you tell it, you tell it all the way to the edge of it. Yeah. You don't, you don't just tell it on the surface halfway. What's on the edge? To an extent where you just become, you need to be vulnerable with the work. If you want to tell a story that people can relate with, that people can feel, you need to be vulnerable. Mm. You need to push yourself because or else then what, 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 what are the reasons why we're telling these stories? So which work would you say took you beyond the edge or to the furthest point of that edge? 
Um, I think I have more than one. Yeah. I would say Siva. Um, this work was created by Luanda Sidia. Mm-hmm. And then I did something for Living Legends, um, a short uh, solo piece with um, Ukogo and, and Confined. Yeah. And so those are the ones that you feel that you were most vulnerable in. That, yeah, that I was most vulnerable in because then at, at, um, and, um, at that time I am dealing with um, my, my own issues. You know, yeah. my my own darkness, and sometimes it's sometimes it it will it will even get to a point whereby it's hard to let go. Mm. So I, I I stay in this dark space. So basically, I will have to find ways of dealing with the the, the traumas that are, are actually affecting me within that space, mm. so that I may be able to let go. Yeah. But so, also uh, the feeling is not always the same. So when I have to perform it like maybe three times when it's a season, the feeling is always different. In the different shows. In the different shows. So it's clear that it's extraordinarily healing. Is that what's happening? As you say that you have to go and confront the dark spaces within you. Um, and then the feeling afterwards you have to work to, to kind of leave that place. Is it healing yeah. that you have afterwards or is it exhaustion from having gone there? Sometimes it's both. But I think if, if, if you are vulnerable enough during the rehearsals, then you find more healing when you start performing. Yeah. Because then you would have dealt with that trauma, you know. Mm. What are the traumas that you've had to work through that dance has allowed you to explore? Hey, um, there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot. Um, patriarchy is one of them. Suppression is one of them. Um, toxic masculinity, um, gender inequality, um, abuse, um, physical and emotional abuse, mm. uh, and yeah, and I'm 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 so grateful um, and happy that I chose this profession um, to express all these things because I don't think I would be sane without. If I wasn't yeah with yeah if I wasn't um, an artist if I wasn't a creative you know if I wasn't dancing for that matter. Mm. In fact, there was, um, uh, with your time at Voyani, at least, there was no distinction, you know, at the company, um, there was no distinction between male roles and female roles. And, uh, and you did all sorts of parts as part of a production. But there was also a time when you were the only female at the dance company for a while. Female dancers yeah. would come, not necessarily stick around. So it is a very male-dominated space. It is, it is. Um, and it will always be because um, um, I have found women that I come across, they, they are scared to voice out. Mm-hmm. They, they, are, they are scared to express themselves. Um, 
so it's 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 an ongoing fight it's an ongoing fight you know um fighting to be seen fighting to be acknowledged um fighting for positions that you know very well um the that's a bit unrealistic but you know you're still fighting because you know that one day we are going to crack it you know so yeah um, so let, me, let me get this right so fighting for positions um that the men already occupy and it's hard to unseat them right yeah. and then um also amongst the women themselves clearly then fighting to be seen as part of the the group of women because that was also something that i remember speaking to gregory about that you know some felt that they couldn't unseat you so they went and they they left to go and find opportunities elsewhere so meanwhile you were fighting the battle of um unseating the men or being seen amongst that rank of men but it yeah. seems like there were women also trying to get to where you are but you were so firm in that you weren't budging so they didn't feel that there was a place there for them yeah so you know it's 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 when you make people feel uncomfortable yeah um with your decisions and your dreams they see they see you as like no she's crazy she can't be thinking that she will be the director of this huge company there's no way they thinking that way and i'm thinking that's the position i want to occupy and how do i get there how how do i how do i get there what are the things that i have to do that will make me push me to get to that position and that's how i i got to be a rehearsal director i got to be um a principal dancer i got to lead most of um the works be a leader be um get solos and all of that uh becoming a creative assistant working hand in hand with the director of the and the founder of the company you know it's it's that understanding it's it's my dreams i was there was an agenda that i was pushing for myself and also growing within the company you know and 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 it's part of growth and which which a lot of people they scared of people are scared of growth and they were comfortable where they were until they saw me taking a a a a different turn and then they were like how so this is possible you know and and yeah and artist artist and i'm so happy that this pandemic has has done has done a lot of shifting within our creative space mm. you know uh I see a lot of sharing, I see a lot of conversation happening. I le- I see a lot of artists supporting each other, you know. So we've I I think we've been this pandemic has stretched us to think out of the box and to also take care of each other, which is something that um it's a bit foreign in 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 my industry. People don't like supporting each other. Wow. And yeah and I'm, I was just saying that I'm happy that this pandemic had to happen for us to realize that we need each other there's absolutely no way we can do this um while we're pulling each other from different sides or or different um directions we need each other so we should stop suppressing each other because it happens quite a lot and isn't and that we'll a curious that. thing isn't that a curious thing lulu because dance is also a lot about trust 
that there has to be trust between uh, members of an ensemble, for instance, because the things that you do with the physicality that they involve, there needs to be a high level of trust. So that's quite an irony that there's that level of competition and contestation. And meanwhile, what you actually do requires a deep level of, of trust and collaboration. Yeah, but also sometimes you get a lot of dancers who are smart in a sense that they are able to act, you know. So, and that that becomes a problem in the long run because you can't maintain that facade forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you need at some stage you need to express yourself. You know, so those are the things that we were dealing with, and those are the things that I was dealing with, and you know. Um, Funny enough, I, I, um, I was supported, my, my support structure came um, more from the male encounter, more than the women. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the guys that I worked with, were, they were there to support me. They would ask me, what do you need? Do you need help? Do you need assistance? You know, because I mean, at that time, I'm also trying to find myself, you know, um, and I, I don't, I don't want to let go. Um, I understand it's part of growth. I'm the creative assistant director now, but I don't want to let go of my dancing. I love being on stage. I love dancing. And so I have, I had to somehow strike a balance between the two, which was a bit difficult because then um and also getting to know your people when you speak about trust getting to know your people um you know knowing Guti, no this one has got my back i know for sure if anything were to happen to me this guy this this particular person would jump on stage for me but so yeah and i was i was kind of like are struggling with finding that balance, you know, between management and the sprung flow, which are the dancers. And I would be caught in between. And, but I mean, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Greg was the one who was mentoring me, yeah. you know, and Greg saw something in me. Yeah. It's you know? clear that he saw something. I, I don't know what is it that he saw in me, but that man, saw something in me that a lot of people didn't. And that's all I needed. That's all I needed. And, you know, he says as well that he hopes that that fire never goes or never changes because our environment can also put out our fire. Like you were giving an account of being coming from being a trainee to becoming a junior dancer, a senior dancer, a rehearsal director, becoming a creative assistant that in the process of climbing, of getting to where you are today, it's very easy for those sorts of things to, to change you and to, to stifle and suffocate something that's within us, but you've kept your fire why did you believe that you could? Why did you believe that you could do these things that other people looked at you and thought, what does she think? That's crazy. Why does she want to do that? Why did you think you could? I love challenging myself. Um, I, I love living on the edge. Um, and, you know, um, I work well under a lot of pressure. So I'm that I'm that kind of a person. I love interrogating things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love new ways of dealing with things, and I always ask questions. Um, you know, um, in in my in, in my early years of dancing, I was scared 
to, to, to question things, but I would question them in my head. But then I realized that it doesn't save anyone because then I'm not getting the answers. So the best way to do it is to be vocal about it. If not vocal, then show it through your dancing. Hmm. And then let's see where it takes me. So do you still get scared? A lot. A lot. I'm scared right now. I'm a freelancer. I don't know what's going on in South Africa. You know, I don't know where do I stand? What's going to happen with me? But I believe and I have hope that things will somehow open up. You know, if you were meant to, to do something or if you were meant to be something, it will always be with you. It will never leave you. It will never leave you. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are scary, weird times. But um, I'm happy that I'm a performer. And this is one thing that has kept me sane. Mm. And what about this moment, this moment of being the Standard Bank Young Artist for Dance? Is this a scary moment? Sure, it's a big one. It's a, it's, it's a big one. Um, you know, for, for, for some reason, I was like, there was a sense of, of, of like a, a relief that we had this pandemic uh, which, which, which gives me more time to, to work on my craft um, and the work that I need to present for um, the National Art Festival, um, you know. But, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's scary. It's, it's very scary, um, I must say. And what do you do with that, with that fear, with that feeling of being scared? Because you still have to work, you still have to produce, you still have to step on that stage. Have you mastered um, working with that fear and working with being scared? I mean, I always discover things about myself every now and then. Yeah. Um, what also I've learned to do is um, to to share my feelings, you know, with those that I trust. Um, I get a lot of advice. Um, I read, I read quite a lot and I watch a lot of dances, um, YouTube videos, um, just to get um, inspiration and that uh, push, you know, if, if, if it lacks some way. So there's, there's, there's quite a lot to do, you know. Um, yeah, listen to music and start moving like I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> and that you get to shake off that fear. <laughs> I get to shake it off. I'm always nervous just before I go on stage. I'm always nervous. And you know that feeling of you get so nervous in a sense that oh, I need to go pee. But actually, no, darling, you don't need to go pee. It's just the nerves. And when you go on stage, it's all gone. You realize when you, you, you take your bow and like, and then what happened to that? <laughs> so it's, it's that kind of feeling. And it's the same feeling uh, 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 when, when, I'm, when I'm about to be interviewed. I don't know. I just become so nervous. Mm-hmm. You know? And someone used to say to me, but why do you become so nervous to talk about yourself? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's, Yeah. Maybe you prefer to say more, say who you are through dance, you know, versus in words, like we were saying earlier on, that it's like, it's a wordless space because it allows us as human beings to experience ourselves through another means of communication. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so earlier you talked about um, when we were saying that dance, uh, it just, it never leaves you. You know, it's not something that will leave you. But you left Vuyani to go to work in corporate for a little bit. Yes, you did come back. But you tried to, to go work in corporate. What was that about? Did you doubt dance? Um, did did uh, you start loving dance less? Not at all. So I've, I've never gotten to a point where I start doubting myself within the industry or my profession. Mm. Um, and I always say when I teach, when they ask me um, um, whether trainees or students, like, don't you sometimes feel like you should just go back to school and study something else in case something happens with your career? And I'm like, no, not at all. This is the only plan that I have and I have to make it work for me. Yeah. Because then once I start thinking of um, venturing into other careers, then that means I've failed this one. Mm. So, uh, so no, there were never doubts. It's just that, you know, I love exploring Azania. Um, I felt um, a little bit caged uh, being in a company for too long. And also, um, you know, there's rules in the company that you have to follow um, as much as um, um, growing within the company and being exposed to a lot of things. Um, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to go out there and just be by myself and see how far I can push, you know? Um, yeah, just to take charge of myself take charge of my career, build a brand for my name. You know, I think it was time. I mean, I've been with the company for over 10 years and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade the experience for anything, anything at all. Um, all the years I've spent there, they were the best years ever with its ups and downs, you know, but there was quite a lot of learning and unlearning that had to be done in the company, you know? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I just wanted to explore mm -hmm. um, and how far I can push myself. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm connecting with different people in spaces and yeah. And I, I would never leave theater. That's my first love. <laughs> it's my first love. Anything uh, else that comes after that must accept second and third and fourth position. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I want to talk about the body. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about that vessel, that vessel that is your body? It gets tired sometimes. Yeah. If you don't take care of it. Because we as uh, dancers we love pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, mm -hmm. um, and we forget that this vessel gets tired too, you know, it needs to be nurtured. It needs to be taken care of. You know, there's, there's um, food that you need to eat. There's greens that you have to eat. There's things that you have to take, you know? Um, so but I think um, with the years of, of, I used to eat anything, anytime, anyway. And now? 
And now I, I have to think twice before I, I indulge in something. I need to think twice. And I'm like, okay, and how is this going to affect me? Mm-hmm. Uh, how is it affecting me mentally? How is it affecting me uh, physically? And how is it going to affect me in the near future? So I can't be thinking about only now. I need to think about what's going to happen in the next 10 years with this body, with this vessel. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. And, 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 and met your mental health is, is important when you are a performer, when you are a dancer. Mm. So you need to take care as much as you can. And yeah, and, 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 you know, I still exercise. A lot of people will be like, but you're dancing every day, nine to five. I'm like, yeah, it's not enough. I'm, I'm, I'm strengthening when I'm dancing, I'm strengthening my vessel. You know, I still need to go to the gym. So I, I still go to the gym, you know. So what do you complement it with? What do you complement dance with? Because it's dance. Okay. There's strength and cardio, right? In dance. So what do you complement that with? I don't do weights. Um, I think um, my body, um, like I have, I have a body that adjusts so quickly. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people used to think that I take weights for my arms. No, I'm, I'm physically born like that. You know, it's genes. It's mm-hmm. me. I'm like that. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of running. Um, treadmill. Um, I do a lot of um cycling um to strengthen my my knees because i need them for dance um and yeah and i've recently um recently i'm doing a lot of yoga yeah <laughs> uh which i never used to understand but i guess it, it goes with age <laughs> welcome welcome to my world <laughs> i love yoga <laughs> i never used to understand yoga and i'm like oh, okay what's happening here i have no idea Mm. But um, uh, yeah, like they say, such things they go with age. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, being or um, feeling embodied. Um, and I want to explore that feeling with you. You know, that feeling of being embodied, being at home in your body, being at home in your body um, it can also be difficult. It can be challenging even uh, because it means you have to be right there. You have to be right here, right now. And there are feelings and emotions and physical sensations that, that will present themselves. And that's really what you were touching on when you were reflecting on how the work takes you to your edges, you know, how the work takes you to those deep places of darkness within you. And so some people run away from that. Some people would avoid that. But by virtue of you being a dancer means that you have to live with that discomfort, you know, of being present in your body as often as as you can. Yeah. Are you comfortable in it and everything that, that it brings up and everything that it raises? I've, I've, I've learned to be comfortable. I used to be so uncomfortable that it would really frustrate me. Um, but I've learned to be comfortable in it and I've learned to navigate around it. Um, you know, and yeah, sometimes I get so, so depressed. Like, I don't know what to do to myself. 
Um, but I allow myself to be, um, you know, allow that feeling to, 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 to happen. If I want to cry, I cry. Mm. I cry so that I, whatever that I'm dealing with, I let it out. Sometimes I don't even know why, why am I crying? You know, but I, I, I feel at ease and better after that cry. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just being in the moment and allowing yourself to be. I mean, we are going through so much as it is. Yeah. So, and what about, when, be- what about when you're in pain, um, injury, or maybe, as you said, the body does get tired? Injuries are something else. Um, you know, when when the the lockdown started, um, I was jogging around the house, um, and then I somehow injured myself. So then my Achilles just popped. Hmm. I felt like dying <laughs> there and there. I'm like. Why is this happening to me? I think also we encounter injuries when mentally we 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 are not okay. Right. You know, when you when you overthink about things. Um, so clearly, I was overthinking about work. I'm thinking, oh my god, what's going to happen to the body? I need to move a lot. You know, whereas maybe what I needed basically was just rest, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I needed. But I refuse to give my body rest because I'm so used to labor, you know, keep on pushing because with me, there's no no. No, I want to keep on working on this. When I'm done with this, I need to focus on this. So there's never a point whereby I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, Lulu, your body has had enough. I think it's time for you to rest, Mm. you know. and I've recently just started taking myself out for like a massage. So I never used to do that. Yeah. Because I felt that this is what this body is made for, dancing, you know? Mm. And so you didn't, as much as you expected a lot out of it, you didn't show it enough compassion. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what I'm working on now. Yeah. And yeah. So what do you do to align then? when you're not in alignment with your, when you're out of alignment, do you have a practice uh, that, that brings you back into alignment or is it the self care that you've just mentioned? Um, It's both. Sometimes um, what I used to do is um, especially now with uh, this lockdown and pandemic. So I've been taking a lot of ballet classes Mm -hmm. online, you know, I'm also taking other classes just to keep movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and yoga. Yoga has helped me. Eh? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that yoga would do so much for me uh, mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, but yeah, but also I'm, I spend a lot of um, time quiet. Yeah, quiet space. Uh, you know, to to find that center in me. But mm-hmm. more than anything, I listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And and prayer is there in between. 
I pray a lot. Um, do you have yeah. a do you have a regular prayer that you say? Yes, um, I use Psalm twenty three. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. And there's calm after that. Yeah, but I do it in Corsa. You see, um, this that's that's one thing about our, our kind of work. So I learned this um, in Corsa, the Psalm twenty three in Corsa when I was doing Siva, and since that day. It has stayed with me. Mm. How does it you go? Um, we have a woman who is a woman who is Oh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So do you think that society embraces the physicality of the female form? You know, do we embrace your physicality as a woman? They do, to a certain extent. But yeah. they do, but also they tend to judge it sometimes mm. so it's not enough for me it's not yeah. it's not enough it's not enough the what the the appreciation the judgment which part is not enough yeah it, it's it's yeah we, we 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 don't appreciate it enough yes yes because you know the things that you do on stage um are not something we get to observe every day that the body is able to do. And it's not, you, you have great strength, there's incredible stamina. I mean, it's just the physique, the physicality of it in your physique is just, is, it's beautiful to behold. But we also live in a very conservative, um, patriarchal society, as you mentioned earlier on, that that's also led to some of the traumas of doing this work. And I wondered yeah. whether or not, you know, there is that, um, whether or not we encourage, whether or not we celebrate the physicality that women, when, when women get physical, when women demonstrate strength that we celebrate it. For instance, Serena Williams, um, she is heavily criticized because she's such a strong woman, because of the kind of physical body that she's in, um, she's yeah. often not not embraced. Uh, people say all sorts of uh, all sorts of things for me, which says that um, we don't necessarily we don't celebrate it and we don't embrace embrace that physicality that women are also capable of. Yeah, I mean, um, the minute you you start um, embracing yourself as a woman, also because I mean, sometimes eh, this body thing can really affect a person you know mm. um especially in dance you would be told that a dancer a female dancer needs to look a certain way you know you cannot have hips you cannot have bums big bums and all those things mm. and i find it to be ridiculous because it's not the body how you express yourself is not determined by how you look. Yeah. You know, 
I used to, I mean, there's quite a lot of dancers that I, I used to use when I do corporate gigs, fully figured women, but they're able to carry their bodies the same way a petite person would do. So it's, 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 it's still a, a, a stigma that we need to, to work on within our industry because you, a client would come in and be like, oh my God, are you sure that person is capable of delivering exactly what I'm going to need? Mm. Just simply by looking at that person and judging their bodies, which, which for me, it, I think we, there's a whole lot of things that we still need to do about it and work on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the acceptable standard, say, of what a dancer should look like, is that often also a Western, um, Caucasian, European? Uh, yeah. And who created that? Who? Mm-hmm. Who created that? Who, who created that culture? Yeah. Because clearly whoever created that culture didn't accommodate the Africans mm. in that culture. So they didn't even think about us. So I think now is the time to, to, to recreate things, you know, recreate those cultures. Um, on your own terms, like you're doing much of your career now on your own terms. Yeah, but it, it took me a while. Yeah. I get, um, 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 it's because I had to do a lot of unlearning and learning and also deciding for yourself, what is it that you want people to see in you, to take in you? It's a decision that one needs to make, mm. you know, and it's not an easy one. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. So what propels you forward? What do you believe is the thing or um, the force, however you want to regard it? What do you believe propels you forward? What do I believe propels me forward? Mm. I think my visions, my aim, my dreams, and the thought that I want to leave something behind. You know, also, I hear a lot of artists saying that they want to leave, like what they they will always ask me, what legacy are you leaving? I don't want to leave any legacy. What value am I leaving right now Mm -hmm. or giving Mm -hmm. while I'm still alive? You know, Mm. so... Also, right now, what really is propelling me is the fact that I want to open an arts academy in Soweto. Mm. And there is a clear vision of how I'm going to do it and how I'm going to implement everything. Um, It's just a matter of finding the right connection, meeting with the right people, believing in what I want to do and staying committed you know, because sometimes we get derailed by things and yeah. we get discouraged by the people or your surroundings or what's happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. And how do these visions come? Through dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even with my works, a lot of times I dream about my works and I'm like, yes, I've got it. That's it. That's, that's, that's the one. 
you know, and I get really mad when I dream about something. And then when I wake up and I had forgotten the entire dream, I'm like, damn, <laughs> that was a good dream. That was a good dream. Mm. And it never comes. I guess it was not meant to be, you know? Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. And, 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 and I'm, I'm also a person who believe in ancestral. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he has Elela every now and then, you know, um, I'm that kind of a person. And do you feel you do you feel the energy or do you feel their presence when you are dancing? All the time, all the time. Mm. Uh, because even before I go on stage, I, 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 I seek for guidance from them or, you know, or from the highest power. Uh, which is God, you know, so yeah, I do. Um, yeah, so we've talked about the things that are really tough and challenging about you know dance and that space, but there's also a lot of joy, a lot of reward for um choosing this path and sticking with it. What have been the greatest joys over the years? Because the climb hasn't been easy, but to stick with it, there has to have been a reward and something that was compelling, so compelling about it that you had to keep going. So um, one of the best rewards is the fact that I get to travel globally, you know, yeah. um, see different spaces, get to meet different people. Um, and also the transformation of me moving from being a dancer to becoming, you know, that growth that in, on its own plays a huge role. Um, and also accolades, you know, being named the Young Standard Bank Artist Award winner, the Sophie Mkina Emerging Voice Award. Because, um, I mean, a lot of people thought that I started dancing when I won So You Think You Can Dance. Mm. But already I had a life way before that so yeah it's those things and 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 also being able to start taking in your wish list box that yes i've won this award and i've always wanted uh, the young standard bank artist award but i didn't know what it entailed yeah you know the work that comes with it, the responsibility that goes with that award. Oh my God. Mm. You know, so, and that's why I was saying in the beginning of our conversation that it came at the right time. It came at the right time, Mm. you know, and yeah. And also finally, I've always wanted to do a documentary about myself (laughs) and Yes, thank you to the pandemic then, because then National uh, Art Festival was like, we're going to have something visual, so think of something, you know? And I was like, I know exactly what I want. And that was part of um, my wish list. So there's a tick right there. Yes, and we saw it, Lissedi, the documentary that went out as part of this year's virtual arts festival. Um, yeah, those are beautiful moments, beautiful memories. Well, I'll always see you as a tiger because I mentioned what Gregory said. I'm going to close with something else that he said too. 
uh, he said that you are humble yet fierce. And he said that he calls you a tiger. He said, she's a tiger. That's what I call her, a tiger. I know that. And I think it was Madonna who said that it's better to live one year as a tiger than a hundred years as a sheep. So mm. if you've been yeah. this tiger since the age of what, eight or so, then you are living a tiger life. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to call myself a tiger now. (laughs) Beautiful. Lulu, um, I want to wish you all of the best on your journey uh, with the new chapter that you are opening up. I'm a great admirer of your work and what you actually symbolize and embody in what you're able to do because you allow us to see that words often aren't enough. The body can say things that the words can't. And we get to live that, we get to understand that by watching you on stage. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. I had a, a very beautiful conversation with you, as nervous as I was. <laughs> uh, thank you. Your energy is beautiful. I appreciate that. Thank you, Lulu. Thank you. Bye. Bye.